to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, if you don't know me, my name's Siobhan and I lead our Derby location. And um, it's amazing to actually get to welcome all our locations today. You know, no matter where you're watching, if you're watching in Chesterfield, if you're watching in Derby, if you're watching in Sheffield, or maybe you're watching online, it is great to be together this morning. And, um, you know, whether you're watching me on a screen this morning or you're here in person, then I just want to say, you know, at Icon Church, one of our values is passionate. So whether you're watching me from a screen or not, we like to get noisy about the Word. We like to engage with what God's speaking into our life, get passionate about what He's doing and what He's speaking to us this morning. So don't stay quiet wherever you are. Don't stay quiet. Let's engage with what God's doing this morning. We love to welcome everyone into Icon Church and um, I just want to say that if it's your first time today in Icon Church, then it is great to get to be together, get to have you in this place and um, I just want to give you a massive, uh, massive welcome. Maybe we can just give it up for everyone who it's their first time today. I encourage you to plug in, get talking to people after the service. We're all super friendly. So um, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's get into the Word this morning. And um, this morning I'm continuing this series that's called Wired. And um, we've got this tagline for this series, which is the fire in our original design. And um, I was thinking this week about this tagline, the fire in our original design. And I was thinking, actually, you know, our design determines our default. I've been a graphic designer for the past couple of years now, and um, I obviously work on a Mac, because who knows that you're not a graphic designer unless you work on an Apple product, so that's just the way it is. And um, so I was, I've been working on um, this new Mac that I got when I started my new job a couple of years ago now, and naturally downloaded all the software that I could possibly get my hands on. So, downloaded lots of different Adobe products onto my Mac. And about a year or and a bit in, my Mac started to work really, really slowly. You know, that's just what happens, isn't it? It started to get slower and slower. And um, so I did the typical thing that we all do when technology breaks on us and turned it off and back on again. Unfortunately, that didn't solve the problem. So, I got to the point where I'd tried absolutely everything and the only thing that was left was to reset to default. So I took the leap, reset my whole Mac to its default settings and the next time I turned it on, it was like new again. It was super speedy, super, super fast and um, it, was, it was like as if everything that had clogged it up, everything that it had collected on the journey of the time that I'd worked there had just been completely cleared, completely refreshed, so that it could operate at its full capacity. And the reason why I share this this morning is because I believe that this series is taking us back to basics. You know, it's taking us back to that default setting. 
And I believe it's an opportunity for us to let go of all the baggage, to let go of the things that we've maybe collected along our walk with God and to go back to our default, to go back to the way that we're designed to operate as individuals and as a church so that we can operate at our full capacity. And so last week, Nathan did an amazing job of bringing the word and he spoke about generosity. And this week, I'm going to continue this series, Wired, and I want to talk about serve. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll dive into what God has to say for us, to, the, to us this morning. So Father God, I just thank you that we can just be here in your church, Lord God, and that we can just engage with your word, God. And um, we just want to say that we're so expectant for what you're going to speak to us this morning, Lord God. We pray that your word today wouldn't just change our today, but it would change our tomorrow. We pray that you'd really transform us in this moment and that you just speak something so fresh to us, that we would leave this place so much lighter than we came in, Lord. And we just believe that in the name of Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. So... This word serve, it carries the idea that it's to do something for someone else. I'll be honest, maybe this is just because I'm a millennial. Um, I rarely use the word serve, apart from in a sports context. But I do hear this word a lot in church. And if you've been around Icon Church for any number of time, you'll probably have heard this word serve because we often use it in the context of our teams. We talk about serving on teams in church. But the truth is that when we look at the word serve in the Bible, it goes beyond the four walls of the church. And that actually, as we dive into this message this morning, right from the start, I want us to get a really clear understanding that when God talks about church, he's talking about every area of our lives. If you look in Matthew 20, verse 28, it says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, Jesus was the pro at serving. Jesus knew what it took to serve. And the example that he gives us of truly serving is to lay down his life, to give everything. And so serving can't be something that's just limited to a Sunday. It's something that we should carry through our Sundays, but through our Mondays and our Tuesdays and the rest of the week. It's something that should take effect in every part and every area of our lives. If we just look at the verses above of this, it says that Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. And whoever wants to become first must be your slave. You know, God flips what we know in the world completely on its head. And he says, if you want the best in life, if you want the best in the kingdom of heaven, then serve. Put other people before yourself. Learn what it means to help others, to support others, to serve others around you. I've been married for three years now and uh, made it to the third year. I hear it's the, um, the year of leather because you've made it through some tough times, apparently. <laughs> so um, I was thinking back to actually when we went on our honeymoon. Three years ago, we went on our honeymoon and we went to Paris. And you know, when you're in Paris, you eat good food and you go to Disneyland, right? So we went for a whole day to Disneyland. We booked our tickets before we went. 
And um, there's going to be a couple of photos that come on the screen. And I wonder if we can just put them up. This is me and my husband, if you can see this in all our locations, um, in front of the Disney castle. We also went to meet all the characters. This, if I'm honest, took up most of the day. Um, so went around meeting all the different characters and of course getting their autographs as well. And then this is my first experience on a roller coaster at the age of 21. I don't know whether you can see it so well, but um, I was absolutely terrified. So um, that, was our, that was my first roller coaster experience. But we did loads of things throughout that day. I mean, there's so much to do in Disneyland if you've ever been. And you can meet the characters and you can get their autographs, you can get photos with them. I was the oldest one in the queue every time. And, um, you know, there's loads of different rides that you can go on around the whole park. And right at the end of the day, we got to experience the parade. And that's like one of the highlights of going to Disneyland, where you see all the characters come through the streets and um, you get to celebrate and they're all singing and dancing and it's so exciting. And um, so after that, you know, it started to get dark. And so we realised that we, we've been given the hint that it was about time to leave. So we started walking towards the exit and... Um, as slow as we possibly could, obviously, because um, you want to spend as much time as you can in Disneyland. And eventually, when we got to the gates, we got back on the train and went back to the, um, the city. And, you know, as we were sat on that train, we were thinking, actually, we could have spent our whole honeymoon just at Disneyland. Because there's so much to do, and you just never feel like you've got enough time for it. I wonder whether any of us can relate. Maybe you've had an experience, you've been on a day out, you've been meeting up with friends and you just think there's not enough time to fit it all in. Well, today that's what I want to talk about in the context of serving. Because actually, when I think about serving, there's so many different things that we could talk about. But I want to focus on one thing this morning. And that's this. That actually so often the barrier to us serving is that we don't feel like we've got enough time. That we just don't feel like we've got enough time to fit it all in. I know that in my life, I've had many moments where I've thought, oh, there's so much that I can do. I've dreamed about how I could, you know, start new things and, and support those around me or support people in the city that I live in or um, in my workplace. And then I've thought, yeah, but I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to get all that stuff done. And we can feel like we just don't have enough time. We can know that serving can be one of the greatest ways to show people the love of God. But we can feel like we just don't have enough time. But this morning, I want to show us how we can do what we're designed to do, even if we feel like we've got limitations. Even if we feel like we've not got enough time. Because actually, I believe that God is bigger than time. And, the, you know, God has a way for us to serve in our everyday and to honour him in our everyday, no matter how much time you feel like you have or haven't got. So this morning, I just want to share two biblical principles with us. And my hope is that God would speak to you about one of these things. That as we're going through, you just feel like God would tap into your heart about one of these things that I'm going to share. And the first is this. Serving isn't always about adding more, but changing the focus. I work for a youth charity, and um, 
as part of my job, I, uh, I have to video different parts of our organisation. So we own two activity centres around the um, Midlands, and actually one of those is where we take our Icon Youth away. Um, and so we have massive climbing walls, we have a big lake where you can go sailing or canoeing, um, we have a zip wire that's absolutely terrifying, um, we have a leap of faith which is even more terrifying that I haven't big myself up to do yet. Um, but we've got loads of equipment to get the best shots of these activities. We've got a drone, we've got GoPros, we've got various different cameras to get all these shots. And, uh, you know, some days I feel like I'm the best videographer in the world. I look back at the shots I'm got, I've got and I think, wow, like, I've, I'm no videographer, but, but that was good. But then there's other days that I feel the complete opposite and I think, why does anyone entrust me with a camera? And um, I was having one of these days where we'd, um, we'd purchased a drone and um, I'd been using it a little bit outside and it was fine and we got some really great shots from it. And then I, did, I had this bright idea of what if we could get a tour of the inside of the centre? You know, what if we could take this drone around and people could see the different spaces that we got, they could see the different accommodation that we got. So I set it all up and brought the drone inside and um, started flying it through the centre um, to get... A, a shot of what the centres look like. And it only took about five minutes in, and uh, I'd lifted the drone up. It was probably um, a room that was, was maybe double the height of your normal average living room. And so I was flying the drone up right to the ceiling. And um, then I stopped, but I realised that the drone was still moving. I didn't have my hand on any of the controls, but it was still moving it started drifting towards one of the lights. And um, I, uh, I looked at the controller and thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to solve this problem? It's about to cut through the wire of one of these lamps, and these are big, big lights. This is going to be a lot of glass, and this, this isn't going to have a great outcome. So I just flicked one of the controllers as fast as I could and uh, crashed it into the ceiling, and then it, flew, and then it fell straight to the ground, and um, that was the last time I, I used a drone. No, I'm joking. They've trusted me again. It's fine. Um, but, you know, since then, we've bought another camera, which is a handheld one, so it's a lot safer for me. And I was using this handheld camera, and it's really tempting when you get a new camera to get loads of new kit. You know, you think, oh, I could get loads of different lenses. I could get a new gimbal. Like, what could we do to get the best shots? And um, I realised that, actually... I needed to get the focus right first. Because the thing is that we have this understanding that, you know, if I got loads of new kit, it would just help me get the best shot. But a bad videographer, it doesn't matter how much kit you've got, you're just not going to get a good shot. If you can't get the focus right, you're never going to get a good shot, no matter how much kit you have. And it's the same when it comes to serving. That, you know, we can say to ourselves, if only I had more time, then I'd be able to serve people better. If only I had more time, then I'd be able to reach out and support the people around me or support my community. But God's telling us to use what's in your hand first, to focus what's in your hand first. Because, you know, we can think, we can compartmentalise our lives and think, I've got church here and I've got family here and I've got work here and then 
There's just not any room to put a box in for serving. But actually what God wants is for you to use all those boxes that you've already got and to use every single one of those to serve God, to use every single one of those to serve Him. Use what's in front of you first. We're just going to look quickly at Colossians 3 verse 23 and it says exactly that. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. You know, that verse doesn't talk about us adding anything. It talks about us using what we already have. It talks about us working with whatever we have, whatever you do, whatever is already in your life. If you've already got a job, don't get a new job to serve God. Use that job to serve God. If you've already got a family, already got kids, use that part of your life to serve God. They're not getting in your way. They're not your barrier. Actually, they're the very thing God has called you to use to serve Him. You know, the longer I serve, the easier I find it to forget. The easier I find it to forget who it's for. You know, I've served in Icon Church for many, many years, it feels like anyway. (laughs) And the longer I serve, the more tempted I am to forget why it is that I serve. You know, we can think, oh, I'm just serving because someone asked me to serve. Or I'm just serving because, you know... I've got nothing better to do on a Sunday. Or we can think, I'm just serving because I just really enjoy, you know, playing in the band or I really enjoy getting to talk to people on the host team. But actually, serving is more about who we do it for than what we actually do. And if we look at the definition to serve, it's simply this, to perform duties or services for another person or organisation. You know, it's interesting that it's as simple as to perform duties or services. It doesn't give us any specifics there. There's no real detail about exactly what it is that we're supposed to do. But it does say that it should be for another person or organisation. Serving is more about who we do it for than what we do. And, you know... You might be cleaning the toilets in church before a service. You might be the CEO of a company. You might be a stay-at-home mum. It doesn't matter what you do, but it matters who you do it for. You can do every single one of those things in the name of Jesus Christ. You can do every single one of those things with excellence for the glory of God. You can do every single one of those things to reach people with the good news of Jesus. The who is important. Are you ready for point number two? So point number two is this. Serving is more than just an action. It's an attitude. You know, a couple of years ago, I was having a conversation with someone um, after a, a church service and they were saying to me, you know, Siobhan, I just feel absolutely exhausted from serving. I just feel like I'm doing so much and it's just tiring me and I feel like I'm not getting anything out of church anymore. You know, I think we've all been in places where we've thought like that before. 
And I came home from church and, you know, I, in the moment, I didn't really know what to say to this person. I kind of said, oh, well, you know, pray about it. Take a step back from what you're doing, but still stay involved. Focus on maybe another area that you enjoy serving more. But to be honest, I was a bit stumped. And I went home and I was talking to God and, and there's this verse in Proverbs and it says, refresh others and you'll be refreshed. And I'm someone who loves to question God. I think it's good to question God. I think it's healthy. Um, and so I came home and I was thinking, I was saying to God, like, God, why in your word does it say refresh others and you'll be refreshed? And yet there's people that serve and feel like they're not being refreshed at all. And God said this to me, he said, are they really refreshing others? And I was like, what? What do you mean, are they really refreshing others? And as I thought about it a bit more, I, um, I went to the dictionary, as we do, and I looked up the definition of refresh, and it's this, to give others strength. And as I thought about it more, I was thinking about what God was saying and I thought, what do you mean, are they really refreshing others? Because we have this understanding that if we're doing anything for anyone else, that we're helping them, that we're refreshing them. But actually, God challenged me that just because you're busy, just because you're doing something, doesn't mean that you're refreshing somebody. My husband does the shopping for us every week. And um, there have been odd occasions where I've gone shopping with him. And we've been going around Aldi, plug to Aldi, best place to shop. And we've been going around the shop and he's trying to get the shopping done as soon as he can, as fast as he can. And I'm going there and I'm just complaining the whole way. I'm like, I hate shopping. Why am I here? Why did you bring me here? I don't want to be here. I'm telling him that he's buying the wrong things, that, you know, he's buying all the cheapest stuff and what if we were to get the luxury stuff? And he gets to the end of the shop and he thinks, why did I even bring her with me? Was it really worth the hassle? Because I can be more of a hindrance than a help in that situation. I'm there, I'm present, but I'm not helping him, I'm hindering him. And it can be the same in us serving, that actually the way that we serve other people matters. Because it's more than just an action, it's an attitude. The way that we serve others matters. It can either refresh others or it can drain others. And I believe that God's promise in his word is that when we serve others, we should be refreshed. That actually when we serve others, there's blessing in that. That refresh others and you'll be refreshed. That it's the best way for us to live our life. That God has something for us when we serve others. But we need to serve others well. We need to serve others with an attitude that refreshes them. If we turn to Romans 12, verse 9 to 13, we see it clear that when Jesus talks about serving, he talks about the way that we serve. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. 
You know, that's a, it's a pretty big passage, that. And when we look at that passage, we can see that there are some little details about how to serve. You know, it says that we should um, pray. It says that we should serve the Lord. It says that we should um, be patient. It says that we should practice hospitality. But actually, the big chunk of that passage is talking about how we do those things. You know, it says really love them. It says with genuine affection. It says to take delight. It says that we should work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. It says that we should um, be eager to practice hospitality. All those words are about how we do it, not just what we do, but how we serve God. Because the way that we serve people, the way that we serve God is important. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, two guest speakers, Steve and Rachel Morstan. And Steve spoke this amazing message, which actually I didn't get to hear live because in Derby, we heard um, Rachel speak to us. And if you haven't heard this message, I'd encourage you, go back. It's on our um, Icon Church YouTube channel. So go back and have a listen. But he talked about this idea of a flagship church. And he spoke prophetically about our church and he called us a flagship flagship church. And one of the phrases that he said in that was something like that when you're on a flagship, you've got to do things bigger and better than what you do anywhere else. You've got to serve people in a greater way than what you do anywhere else. Because the truth is that when you're a flagship, when you're leading the way for other people, you've got to go over and above. When you pioneer a way, it takes passion. And it means that we've not just got to do the right stuff, but we've got to do the right stuff well. And all through my leadership, Nathan, who oversees our youth and young adults, um, he has been one of my leadership mentors. And one of the things he's said to me on various occasions is that if you run, others will walk. And what he means by that is that if you want people to walk, if you want people to even just start to follow, to even just start to get a little bit passionate about the church or about whatever it is that you're leading, you have to go over and above. If you want people to come here, you have to go here. Because people follow passion. And the truth is that if we want to see revival in our cities, in our towns, in our workplaces, in our families, then we have to go over and above. We have to serve with passion. We can't just serve with a negative attitude. We have to serve with a positive attitude. We have to go over and above. We have to run so that other people will walk, so we'll make the way for other people to follow. And you know, as a church, I love that two of our values are passion and positive because they're all about the way that we do things, the way that we build church. We build with passion and we build with positivity. We build with faith that what we're doing really matters. So just as I bring this to a close, I want to challenge you. What can you focus on when it comes to serving? Because God has gifted everyone. It says in 1 Peter that God has given everyone a gift to serve others. And so it's not a question of whether you've got anything to bring, but it's whether what you bring is focused on God or not. Whether what you bring is focused on serving him or maybe whether it's focused on serving yourself. You know, our jobs, we can be focused on career progression. We can be focused on um, getting a better wage. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong, but 
we can focus in our jobs as using those as a vehicle to show the love of God. You know, I like to think of whatever I do in my job, that I do it with excellence because I want people to look at it and see the glory of God. And whether that you're welcoming someone through a door as a receptionist, whether you're on a call centre ringing people up, whatever it is, you can do that with an attitude and a focus of God. So this morning, my encouragement to us is to focus on the who and alleviate the importance of the how. Because it's then that God will show you the what. Focus on the who, alleviate the importance of the how, and God will show you the what. Maybe you don't feel like the job that you're in is the job that you're going to be in for life. Maybe you've started serving on a church team and you're not sure whether that's the best team for you. Focus on the who, alleviate the importance of how, and God will move you so that you find the what, so that you find what it is that you're really called to do, what it is that you're really designed to do. Start with exactly what's in front of you. Start with the family that you've got. Start with the job that you've got. Start with the location of where your house is. Start with what you've got right now and use that to serve God. Because when we do that, we'll find fulfilment. When we do that, we'll, we'll see ourselves being a flagship, not just as a church, but as individuals. We'll see ourselves leading other people to him. So what is it that you can focus? What is it that God's been speaking to you as I've been speaking this, this word? What is it that he's asking you to, to focus? What is it that he's asking you to adjust? And where is it that you need to adjust your attitude? You know, maybe it is on the way, in the way that you're serving. Maybe you need to adjust your attitude so that you're refreshing others instead of draining others. So you're refreshing them, you're building them up, you're lifting them up, you've been a blessing to them. And what is it that you can focus? I'd just love to welcome all our bands across all our locations back just as I I finish this morning. And um, my hope is that that as we go from today, you know, you'll spend a moment just thinking about these two things. You know, asking God, where do I need to focus? Because my own experience is that these things never become something that we completely achieve that as soon as we start focusing one area of our life we realize that we need to focus on another area that as soon as we adjust our attitude in one area God shows us that we can go a little bit further in another area but the amazing promise is that when we do this we find true fulfillment in our life that when we do this we find life and life to the full and that's what we're all about as a church human flourishing us living our very best life and so just as I finish I'd love it if every person across all our locations could just stand to their feet and I shared a verse right at the beginning that talked about how Jesus came to serve us not to be served but to serve us and I was thinking about you know my upbringing my parents and maybe you've had this comment before if you'd you know, you've met family, friends. Um, but I know I've had the comment that I'm so much like my mom, or I'm so much like my dad. Because, you know, what we experience is often what we show to other people. The experience that we've had of love, of habits, of whatever it might be, is often what we show to other people. And the reason why that verse was so key as I started off this message is because Jesus has shown us what serving really looks like. 
He didn't come to the earth and say, you know, I'm just gonna have an easy life. Everyone can just do everything for me, but I'll tell you guys to serve. He actually showed us what it truly means to serve. He surrendered his life on the cross. Why? So that we could find freedom. So that in his sacrifice, it could be everything that we needed to bridge the gap between us and God. All our mistakes, all our guilt, all our shame, gone in that one moment of acceptance of His sacrifice where He bridged the gap and built us back in that relationship with God. And as a church, we believe that relationship with Jesus and relationship with the church is how we truly flourish in life. And so across all our locations, maybe whether you're online, whether you're watching via screen, whether it's in person this morning, I just want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your life this morning. You know, whether you were in relationship with God a long time ago and you feel like you've walked away, or whether you've come here for maybe the first time or the 50th time, and you just feel like this message is for you, that this is the first time you've understood really how great God's love is. This is the opportunity right here, right now for you. And so I'd love it if every person could just close their eyes and bow their heads across this place. And um, I just want to, I'm just going to count three. And if that's you in this moment and you want to accept Jesus into your life, then I'd love it if you could be bold, if you could be courageous this morning, you could just raise your hand in this moment. So one, Jesus died for you. Two, He wants you to have the very best life. Three, if that's you, be bold right now. Across all our locations, across online, lift your hand right now in this moment to accept Jesus into your life. Amazing. You can all raise your heads and... um, fix your eyes on the screen and uh, we're just going to say this prayer together across all our locations as a whole church come on let's say this together dear Lord Jesus I come to you today and confess that I need you please come into my life and forgive me of all my sins Jesus be my Lord and Saviour thank you for giving me a brand new start today I open my life to you Amen You know, if you made that decision, if you put your hand up, then that is the best decision you can ever make. If you accepted Jesus today, then we'd just love to celebrate that. I wonder whether across all our locations, we can just celebrate those people who've made that decision. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.